on today's show. Spencer Dinwiddie hits the game winner. We'll talk about why he's so important to this Mavericks team and why he's been set free in Dallas. We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Lockdown Mavs I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Dwinner! Let's go, baby! Welcome. You are Spencer. locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. You know I'm I'm not even gonna turn down the intro. No reason to. I'm just gonna I don't know if you can even hear me. I'm just gonna keep it up. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch Isaac eating some cupped fruit right now. You can see Spencer peaches. Dinwiddie. Peaches! Get it right! It's peaches! <laughs> you can see Spencer Dinwiddie in the cold open. Woo! Let it ride. Let it ride. So I almost got to turn on this music. <laughs> no, you got to let it ride. Let it let it, the vibes are immaculate. The vibes. Where, where is he? Where is he? The vibes are immaculate. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Din Winnie dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I gotta buy some crypto. I'm ready. <laughs> Never bought crypto in my life. Coin. Give me the Dinwiddie coin. Thank you to Tommy <laughs> Shepard. I feel let's just do an Oscar speech right here. I yeah. just want to say thank you to all my friends and family out there. I want to say thank you uh, to Christoph Porzingis for not fitting in. I want to say thank you <laughs> to the Washington Wizards franchise. I, I want to say thank you to Tommy Shepard. Um, I just appreciate Davis everything. Just because. <laughs> Thank you to Davis for being a part of this. Thank you for everybody who made up the stories about his bad uh, team chemistry. Thanks in to Kevin O'Connor, who was like the only person that reported that he, that nobody liked him in in Washington. <laughs> yes, that's like fueled everything. Um, so yes, thank you, thank you for this award. <laughs> Absolutely. Holy cow! Dallas Mavericks win 113 to 111. Off of a Spencer Dinwiddie game winner. Technically his second game winner in two games. Does the Boston one kind of count? Sure. Insane. Insane shot. And after the game, Dinwiddie talked to media for a good like 10 minutes. Oh, buddy, he did. Yes, he and, did. <laughs> and, and he talks, he has things to say, right? He's a person that uses the media and wants to get out. Like he needed to get something off his chest. He needed yeah. to get something off his chest. And he started talking about what he did right after the game-winning shot, right? Right after he hit the shot. We'll break it all down, talk about how it happened from a basketball sense. But from a basketball player sense, and from just a person sense, Spencer Dinwiddie hits that shot over Goran Dragic. Luka passed him the ball and like trusted him in that moment. He said, thanks to Luka for trusting me. And then he said, the first thing I did was I spun around, I saw my teammates, I celebrated with them, and then I looked over on the sidelines, and I saw Nico Harrison, and I saw Michael Finley. The the president and vice president of basketball operations for the Dallas Mavericks. He said he went over to those guys and thanked them. Said, thank you for taking a chance on me. Thank you for trading for me. Thank you for giving me this opportunity in Dallas. This is a guy that did not have, like, this was his 
like revenge game He's, in he Brooklyn. He might have said it with a little bit more passion. In he that, said there was expletives uh, there. Yeah, we are brand safe on lockdown maps, and I'm not going to say the things that didn't. What he said. ES, <laughs> the ESPN shot of him going up and dabbing up, you know, Nico as the team's yeah. chasing him. You, I'm glad you made that point because that was one of the biggest points I think of tonight. Of like, you don't see players dabbing up GMs after game winners every single night. You don't see that hardly at all. Let alone in Dallas. Like, I mean, a, a, you know, anything in the past of Dallas. Like, a fact that a player celebrated with Nico, celebrated with Michael Finley after that was, and to see the look on, you know, Nico's face, him smiling, so, like, I mean, that's just. It's relationships. This is what we've been talking about. And that relationship with Spencer Dinwiddie, is, that was not lost on him, right? And we mentioned yeah. that there's a guy in the front office, Andrew Baker, that's, that worked with Dinwiddie his whole career in in Brooklyn while he was there. And they decided, you know, the front office had intel and decided, hey, we're going to take a chance on Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie said they traded talent. They That they, they Washington can... He Dinwiddie said that the Wizards think they got a talent upgrade. That's why they made the trade. He said... Porzingis, and he was he was complimentary. He said Porzingis is an all-star caliber player. Washington mm. thinks they got a talent upgraded. That's why they end up doing the deal. I love when he goes introspective like that, right? Like he's talking third person about the deal like we would and not like he would, who was actually somebody in the deal. And he said, but now, you know, I get this opportunity in Dallas and he's making the most of it. Um right he, going into the right going into the third quarter or going into the fourth quarter, the Mavericks were down. 79 to 91. The offense just didn't like n- nobody but Luca could get anything going on offense. Uh, Brunson and Dinwiddie were seven of 19 from the field combined. They only scored 19 points, which is not awful, but it wasn't what you need from a team from those two guys. Luca was the only guy getting anybody anything done on offense. And I, I tweeted, I said, somebody's got to get hot. <laughs> well, guess what? Spencer Dinwiddie in the fourth quarter, 15 points, four of six from the field, five of five from the free throw line. Huge. Plus 14 in the game-winning shot. Spencer didn't when he stepped up. Yeah, they had 20, 23 points in the first quarter, 35 in the second, big quarter for Dallas, but tw- just 21 in, you know, after three going into the fourth. And it was like, all right, the other guys weren't stepping up offensively. Maxie's still in his funk. Huge and fun. you're like, you know, Dorian with a little bit of foul trouble. And it's like, all right, what what's going to happen here? Like, is this going to be all Luka – they got to have somebody like you, like you tweeted out and to see, you know, those guys step up like they did. I mean, even Brunson, Brunson too, in the fourth had some big buckets, he had big buckets, you know, there in the fourth. And, um, but what, you know, what Dinwiddie did and even that last shot that, you know, he, he talked, he described, and we'll talk about that, but like just him taking that just in full confidence, I thought he should have swung it to Dorian. He said, you know, you know, Goron jumped the passing lane. So that's why he shot it. But, there's no doubt. I mean, to have somebody else alongside Luca, that Luca trusts, man, in that moment, and to see that, you know, that post game presser was so insightful from Dinwiddie, of him talking about the trust that Luca has in him. Of, and it's kind of unique seeing like how much Dinwiddie respects him as a superstar player. I we're gonna naturally do just like Trey Young and Luca, they will naturally be like compared because of their situations and how that happened like for a long time the same thing's going to happen with Dinwiddie and Porzingis as much as however we don't yep. want to do it, it it's going to be intertwined Porzingis never talked about Luca like that like he he never talked about Luca like Dinwiddie talked about it after the game I mean Dinwiddie multiple times he's a superstar 
Luka can do whatever he wants to at the end of the game. Luka can take that shot, and if he missed it, what do you say? We would be sitting there saying, hey, we understood, understand why you missed it. And if he hit it, we'd be celebrating with him. And he like was in, approaching it from this, like, Luka is here, and we all know it. We're not trying to be on that level because we know that he is on that level and we're not. And the fact, and that played into the trust that of him saying like, man, it means something when Luca trusts me like this at the end of the games to hit. And and it's like, Luca doesn't even bat an eye about it. Like, Hey, yeah. Dinwiddie's, he was the happiest one when Dinwiddie made that shot. He was the happiest one. And what did Dinwiddie even say? He referenced his first few games in Dallas. He said, my first few games in Dallas, I didn't do hardly anything because I was just trying to fit in and all this stuff. He said, it was Luka Doncic that was telling me, do your thing. We won't be as like <laughs> poking him with go, a stick saying, do something. <laughs> yeah. Go out there and score. Do what you're, you're good at. Because, and he said that Luca told him we can't be like good enough. Be the team that we can be. If you're not being and being aggressive and being who you are. And I thought that is insightful into Luca's leadership. And it's also just a sign of like the respect between the two. It's Yeah. We we were pro this trade, and I was pro Dinwiddie coming here and like, yes, yep. they need to switch this thing up. Yep. But once like this is better than what we envisioned. Like I didn't think it would be here right now at this level. Like this, the dream was could we get here like in the playoffs or going into next season? Like, but right now, let's go. It's working out in every way it could, right? It's it's working out where he's the secondary, sometimes tertiary ball handler. It's working out that he's hitting threes, he's hitting these shots like this. He's hit a ton of clutch buckets in his career, and it's it's benefiting the Mavs right now that that's continuing to happen for him. Um, coming up, you mentioned that trust, the trust between Luka and Dinwiddie. Jason Kidd mentioned that trust as well. It's the reason why the Mavs are coming back in all these games. They come back from down 10 in this one again, and that trust is the reason why the Mavericks got this shot off in the first place. We'll talk about why that's the case and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the best thing you can do for your body in 60 seconds or less athletic greens i've been taking it daily athletic greens helps you their ag1 product is incredible it helps you with your immune system it helps you with um you know probiotics and it's all kinds of stuff 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics all kinds of things packed into one drink that you take early in the morning you just take it first thing you do i wake up i mix my athletic greens i the ag1 and i go ahead and take it the guy that created this was on a regimen of about like 20 vitamins a day. It was costing him 100 bucks a day to be able to figure out and fix all the different things that were going on with him, his gut health, all that kind of stuff. He decided to, to create AG1, to create the Athletic Greens company, and to he's bringing it and giving it to you guys to work on uh, anything that you need help with. It's the all-in-one, basically, vitamin, probiotic, everything that your body needs. Check it out. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Try it. Try it at athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from local experts, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. All right, Isaac, you mentioned the trust, and I think that word is so important. That's kind of the key word for tonight, I think, because mm -hmm. Jason Kidd mentioned that trust, the trust in what the Mavericks were doing on defense. And the reason why the Mavericks were able to get off that shot in the end 
was because of the trust, kind of the trust on defense as well. The, the team is bought in, and the team was bought into, all right, the defensive scheme we're running tonight is we're just going to double Kevin Durant at every turn. <laughs> we're not going to let KD beat us. We're not going to let KD score 50. We're not going to let KD score, you know, hit all these buckets. We're going to have other guys. We're going to let Bruce Brown, Kessler Edwards, you know, uh, Andre Drummond. We're going to let Dragic. We're going to eat, you know, we're going to let all these guys, other guys beat us. And the Mavs trusted that. The Mavs trusted in the, the scheme, even though Jason Kidd mentioned this, he said, even though they were seeing guys hit buckets and do things and, you know, create opportunities for themselves, they trusted in the process. They stayed the course. That's what Jason Kidd said afterwards. They stayed the course and stuck with it. And so then on this game winning play, Luca has the ball. He crosses half court. Maxi comes up for the screen. And all of a sudden you have Nick Claxton and Bruce Brown, or then, then you have Nick Claxton on Luca on the switch. And then KD steps up to double Luca real quick. Luca, with that same trust they had on defense, throws it to Spencer Dinwiddie over on the right wing. Dragic r- runs up to try and you know and like you know block it or play defense or just contest it. What Dragic? Dragic. Yeah, he played the pass to Lana. It was actually a smart, really smart play on on his side. Yeah, so he he runs over to, to Dinwiddie's right side, right to where to yeah. get in the passing lane, so that he couldn't Dinwiddie couldn't swing it over to to Dorian Finney Smith, who is open and waiting in the corner. But Dinwiddie's so big, he he just rises up right over Dragic and hits the shot. But it's that trust. It happened on both ends of the court. Oh yeah, I mean you you look how that Boston game. You know the Boston game was referenced multiple times in the post game presser, yeah. even by Dinwiddie, and because we've had these back to back game winners by him. But it's kind of the same thing, a little different, but kind of the same thing. Like, you know, Luca kind of broke down the defense a little bit more in the Boston game winner and then kicked it back out to Dinwiddie. But still, I mean, they're like, they're almost like three people next to him in the Boston game. It's like Boston was like, hey, screw this. We've been killed by the Luca game winner too many times. This isn't happening. <laughs> they have. And, and, you know, in Brooklyn, it's like Luca kind of like waited for it. And, you know, they brought the, the double team late. KD came over to for the double. And him just making the swing pass there. He didn't force it. And he's like, dude, I trust I trust these guys. And Dinwiddie's confidence to take it. And he did. And even defensively, like, what, what you're trusting that, you know, I was looking up a tweet while you were reading that because I saw Steve Jones uh, on Twitter. He said, yeah, great stuff. He man. said, yeah, he great, great follow on NBA Twitter. But he said, I really think it's going to just be switch everything and live for Dallas in the playoffs. And he's kind of just talking about their defense, give multiple looks as always favored. But if they hurt you with all them now, they're all, they're all over the place. And it's like that sentiment is like that they have their system. It, it goes back to the whole thing of like they know who they are. Yep. They know who their identity is. Like some teams are still searching for right now. Dallas knows who they are. And they know who they are defensively and they, they, they're bought in. Like there's a difference in like knowing your identity. It's like, all right, when KP was here, like, yeah, we kind of know who you are. We're kind of like two different styles of child enforcement, but there's a difference between knowing who you are and you bought into who you are. And I think Dallas is both of them right now. Yeah. They, they know who they are. And on defense, their, their defense relies on the trust of everybody going to their spot in the rotation. There's guys flying all over the place. Like you see this defense and guys are, are moving way more than we've seen in the past. Luke has to fly all over the court on defense because he has to cover this and cover the corner. And, you know, when the ball swings around, you go here and you go here and follow the, you know, all that stuff. Uh, they have to trust each other and it's building up. And that's the reason why the Mavericks have had so many of these comeback wins. Mavs PR just tweeted this stat that you will not believe, Isaac Harris. Oh, I'm ready. Shut it down! Oh, 
Shut it down because today was the 15th double-digit comeback win of the season for the Dallas Mavericks. They came back. Ooh. They were down 13 at one point, 14 at one point in this game. They tied the Mavs franchise record for most wins coming back from down double digits. If you can guess which season that was, you can... 1994. Come on. The 2011 season. The most times the Mavericks have come back from down double digits in the regular season. And this Mavericks team, vibes. this Mavs team this year just just tied it. With a with some games to go. The aura around this team right now is fun. What is up with these comebacks though? Why do they have to keep coming back? Yeah, why? Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like twofold, right? Like I don't even know what to like. It shows the resiliency of them that they can come back, but it's also not something that you're like, you know, you're printing off and putting on the wall either. Like, yeah, look at here, because it's also showing that you're kind of like, hey, we're letting teams kind of get a lead. Um, and you don't really want to always have that in your back pocket that, you know, like it's in your brain that, OK, well, we can go down by 18. We got this. We can come back. Uh, because you don't, you just don't want to live in that mindset, but there is the positive angle of like, you're never dead. Like now we're watching this Mavs team. Now there's enough sample size that no matter what lead they go down, when it goes into the playoffs, it's going to be in the other team's head too of, Hey, when they're up by 14 against the Mavs in game two, and they're, they're even halfway thinking about taking the foot off the pedal. Like they can't. And that, because Dallas, we know that Dallas can come back from anything now i think it comes back to their defense i mean that 2011 team one of the best things they had was their defense right it was yeah. it was tyson chandler defending the rim and being elite on that end it was jason kidd playing incredible defense on the perimeter it was you know uh you know at the point of the attack it was it was sean marion being incredible defensively all over the place you know sean stevenson at times like Dirk holding the zone. <laughs> There's all kinds of reasons why that 2011 play team defense. was really good. I said holding the zone. Um, and this team can do the same, right? That the Mavs can play defense and they can they can go down when their offense gets cold. You know, sometimes that just happens. Your offense gets cold yeah. and the other team hits a couple more shots, but their defense gets them back into games. They can just shut you down for a little bit. And we were talking about the trust about how this team has to trust on defense, trust what they were doing, trust, you know, stay the course on the game plan, Sean Sweeney's game plan on defense to just keep doubling KD. Fourth quarter. You ready to hear these uh, field goal totals for the Nets? I'm here for it because there, I mean, there were some doubles on KD in the fourth, but a lot of those late possessions was just flat out ISO with Dorian on KD, and he did well. Three of eight from the field, Kevin Durant. So you're like, okay. And so you're like, all right, let everyone else beat us. James Johnson, our 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 former the former Matt. I love that guy. Zero for three. Patty Mills went one of three. Bruce Brown missed his only shot. Dragic went two of three. Claxton went two of three. And Kessler Edwards only hit one shot that he took. Mm. And those are the only guys. There's no Kyrie in this game. He still can't play. No Ben Simmons in this game. No uh, Seth. Ben Simmons had to get an epidural in his back. That does not sound like a guy ready to come back to the court <laughs> real soon. Uh, no. Joe Harris obviously is still out. Lamarcus Aldridge still out. But but yeah, the Mavs were like, hey, anyone else beat us? We're just going to put Dorian, and if we're going to send a quick double, then uh, we're going to live with whoever else gets the ball. I thought Dorian played him, you know, as good as you can late in the game. And, you know, they obviously were going to KD every possession because that's basically the only dude they could go to there. 
Yeah, but, which yeah, they should. And he's you know he's missed a tough shots. Obviously, he gets you know that that last those last few sequence of plays there, you know, Luca getting the switch on on Dragic and hitting the just rainbow you know fadeaway. The finger wag. The, he had the two Matumbo. ISOs late in the game on Dragic. Yeah, and just the rainbow, you know, fadeaways there, both of them. But the finger wag, you know, Matumbo style to the Nets bench after one of them. No, no, no. You know, post game, you know, I think he was asked about you know hitting the shot over Dragic. He was like, no, it's it's did actually. It, did it least- feel better shooting it over a Slovenian? <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> and you know, and kid, you know, kid was asked about him going against Dragic, you know, too, and. He said, "Yeah, Luca made it known that we were going against the the goat tonight, and that's his idol and Dragic and all that." And um, but no, just in you know, KD comes down, hits that massive three, which I don't think Dallas could have done anything different. Like Dinwiddie was in his like mug when he that, hit that three. That reminded me of that three he hit in the finals over LeBron. <laughs> like it's the same spot yeah. on the floor. He just rises up. You're like, what else do you do on that shot? It's a seven foot guy that can shoot like I don't know what's like, like Dirk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that that was just KD being KD. Why is KD but. not the greatest big man shooter ever? He's seven <laughs> feet tall. All right, so coming up after the break, I I I want to make one more point about trusting into the system and uh yeah, trusting who they are in a way that I think fans look at it and say, oh, they can't trust it. Yeah, I want to make one more point about that. We got one more thing about trusting. Trust. Stay the course with us coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's that time of year again. College basketball, if you are a fan of a team in Carolina, whether that be Duke or North Carolina, <laughs> Bet Online has you covered for everything. Uh, North Carolina, three and a half point favorite against Marquette. Isaac's a huge Carolina we fan. got that. First, first round, Kentucky is a 17 and a half point favorite against St. Peter's. They lose to St. Peter's. Is that the biggest man. one? Kansas is a 21 and a half point favorite against Texas Southern. Sorry, Texas. I think that uh, Arizona is a 21-point favorite against Wright. Where's Gonzaga? Gonzaga is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite against Georgia State. Sorry for the entire state of Georgia. Gonzaga's winning that game, 22-and-a-half point. <laughs> if you feel strongly about any of these games and feel strongly about an upset, go check it out on Bet Online. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting, your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Trust has been the big word after this game. Luca trusted Spencer Dinwiddie to hit that game-winning shot. The Mavs trusted Jason Kidd and Sean Sweeney's defensive strategy. Trust was huge in this game. Yeah, and I think there, there was just one more of staying the course of who you are and what you're willing to give up. And when they when they traded off Porzingis and they didn't bring in another big, and we say, hey, we know who they are now. They're going to go small. They're going to switch. And what do we say that they're going to give up a lot? They're going to give up the opposing big man to just torch him on the boards, yep. get some points in the paint. We joked about like Valanciunas coming to town, lock him up for, you know, 18 and 15 in this game. And it's part of it. But the hope is you're going to give that up to opposing big, but you're going to outscore them and you're going to win in the end. And it was after the first quarter tonight, Drummond had 10 boards. In the first quarter. In the first quarter. Five offensive rebounds in the first quarter. And I already seen some tweets. It was like, 
this is why we can't go anywhere because we didn't do anything in, in the front line. And look, we're getting abused again. I'm like, okay, guys, like we're 10 and two since Dinwiddie came over. All right. And, but this is, this is it. I mean, look, Drummond tonight, 14 points, 17 rebounds, massive, like big time stat line. He was a minus 11 and they lost. I only played so, 21 minutes for a shorthanded yeah, team. There's a reason exactly. why he didn't play. Steve Nash isn't stupid. Yeah, so and so that's the thing. Like obviously Embiid's coming up, Embiid MVP, you know, favorite guy there, but it's just you almost like don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into the when we play the Andre Drummonds of the world and they're going to pull down 17 boards and we're like, "Gosh, man, we suck because he's getting 17 boards." It's like, "All right, well if we're winning, it's not the end of the world. There's a reason why we're winning some of these games." They Dallas has committed to just to give that up like they're picking the thing of like hey we will give that up but we we think we can counter it they got to win in other ways right you have to win in other ways you have to be able to take out some of the other other perimeter players and hold them to you know certain amount of points you have to you know hit some threes that like the Mavs have they have to win in other ways on the on the court um yeah (laughs) it's 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 wild to look at some of these like the Nets killed them in second chance points um, fast break points. The Mavs scored 50 points in the paint, though. Brooklyn yep. only scored 56, so it's not like they destroyed them in that. Brooklyn beat them in bench points. <laughs> fast break points, second chance points, bench points, points in the paint. <laughs> um, it's wild that this Mavs team came away with this win, actually, if you start looking at it. But, uh, yeah, we talked about Dorian Finney-Smith. We haven't talked about Luka yet. I mean, Luka's the one that gets them there. It's, it's kind of a given at certain points during these games that – Luca's the one that carries them. I mean, at times during this game, Luca was the only guy that could even get a shot off. It felt like yeah. Luca finished the game with 37 points, nine boards, nine assists, uh, four turnovers, and uh, only two fouls, which I think is is huge because he had to defend a lot. He was defending Dragic at times in this game. He was defending at the rim. He had to stay out of foul trouble, um, and foul trouble is what held Dorian out of this game for a little bit. He had five fouls. He had four with. Um, he had four with six minutes and 40 seconds left in the third quarter. I thought that was big. That's a big reason why. Yeah. We talked about earlier why they go down in some of these games. That's the reason why the Mavs were down in this game is because Torian was out in the third quarter and they had to hold him out. He only finished with 33 minutes, which sounds like a lot. But for him, he usually plays, what, 38, 39 and, minutes in a game? And Red, Reggie didn't play. And Reggie was already out. So if you're missing those two guys, it's the reason why the Mavs can play the defense they can play right now. And the reason why they can play the style of defense they play is because of those two guys. And so missing Dorian for a chunk of this game, and obviously Reggie is still out with personal reasons. Hope everything is, is going well with him. And they didn't have the heart and soul of their team. Kid said that, kid said that directly post-game. He said that we were missing the heart and soul of our team. Theo Pinson was out because he just had a baby. So shout out to the- shout out to Theo Pinson. We'll give- yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Love saying that. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched that episode, go back and, and watch the uh, Theo Pinson interview. That was an incredible one. But apparently. A lot of, lot of love from a lot of you guys. A lot yeah. of texts from people. Appreciate you guys. People in the Mavs organization enjoyed it. It was just, it was a. Uh, it, it was a fun pod, but uh, I'm assuming his partner had the baby. I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think he had. Have you seen the new emojis? <laughs> um, um, but but yeah, he was out of the game uh, and he was not there to cheer him on from the bench. But this team just trusted and Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic carried them the way. And then I think Spencer Dinwiddie was the the last ditch effort and help uh, with those 15 points in the fourth quarter. We should also mention Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brunson finished the game with 18 points, third leading score on the team, and, and he had those big buckets there in the fourth that 
you know, do they win the game without those buckets? I don't know, but they were big time buckets and a lot of them were in the paint there and in with contact and yeah. So hats off to him. I thought he had a good fourth, you know, the maxi conversation. I just don't know what the answer. I want to give a little bit more to Jalen Brunson because I I do think they don't win this game without those points because they're coming out of that third quarter. They're down, you know, 79 to, 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 to 91. We talked about Dinwiddie's little run there, but Brunson came in and scored six points in that opening little stretch there without Luka. If they don't get that confidence boost, if they don't get those buckets, and they weren't getting them by moving the ball tonight, right? Like the the Nets defense was just locked in. You weren't gonna, you know, move the ball, move the ball, move the ball, get a layup. You know, it just it wasn't gonna work against this Nets team. They just they're they're too well coached. And Jalen Brunson had to go get his own shot, and he went and got his own shot against a couple of the you know the the mismatches and and guards that he could he can get in the post. And it was only three shots, but I felt like those three shots in the moment that they came were so big that they mattered a lot for the Mavs. Mavs go on a 9-0 run at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, Dwight gets that and one, um, and then it's just a four-point game, and Luka comes back in. Like that was that was a massive. That was the. I mean, that stretch right there is the reason why the Mavs even were close enough to get a game winner, and uh, and Brunson was a big part of that. So I want to give him credit. Yeah, after that, a few of those Brunson shots, that was when, you know, Spencer hit his first three. You know, Spencer yeah. went 0 of 3 in his first three threes of the game. And, you know, it gets to him, swings over to him. And he's like, I got this. I mean, it doesn't matter what I did in the first three shots. I'm going to knock this down. I, I want to talk about Maxi just for a second. Speaking of, it doesn't matter what I do in my first couple shots, Maxi Kleba. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, for Maxi, obviously he's in a funk. I know. Huge. Like, and you guys loved it tweet at us that he doesn't shoot well Callie tweeted that maxi hitting that layup was his first (laughs) field goal since march 7th yeah i was like over a week so here's the thing what's the what's the solution like i I know people like i've seen some people you know tweet out and like i don't even care at this point put bertons in for the rest of the fourth over maxi it's like i love davis is like confidence but maxi maxi's ability on defense outweighs anybody any of the other options like on either side of the ball like maxi's defense is better than Bertons's offense um maxi's defense especially late in the game when everybody's switching like maxi can actually hold his own against kevin durant and guard him put some length on him dwight's not guarding kevin durant so you know the you're seeing the mavs opt to you know to play maxi of late because they want a guy who can theoretically he's done it before you know stretch the floor who can switch and defend and he is a good you know defender so that that's what they're going with because that's just the best option and it's a bummer that he's in this like really big funk right now but my question that my counter to people complain about it and i'm like i complain to myself about it. I'm like dang it man maxi just can't have a shot but i'm like what's the other option josh green they but they gotta have somebody with size out there so they're, they're going with maxi and Dwight yeah. had an incredible game. Dwight had 12 points. He had six boards, four of them on the offensive end, a couple of assists. Like he was really good in this game. This was a really good Dwight Powell game. And Maxi played more minutes than him, even though Maxi's in this funk, right? Yeah, because that cause just shows no matter, that just shows to me that he has to play. No matter his funk, if it's in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go and you're leaving one guy open, yeah. let's just say Mavs fans, you want one guy to take a three wide open. Do you want Dwight or you want Maxi to take it? I'm still wanting Maxi to take the three. Okay. So 
Love yeah. love Dwight. He's fun, but <laughs> still asking Maxi Maxi to take it. His impact just is more than just his you know catch and shoot threes. Yes, he's in a terrible funk. Yes, if the threes were going down, it'd be much better, and you'd you'd feel way better about what this Mavs team can do. But uh, threes just aren't going down for him. Uh, yeah. So Maxi continues to be a, a conundrum, but he, the defense still holds up. So. Uh, and putting him on KD and allowing Dorian to be the guy that comes over and sets the double, that was a big yeah. game changer too. That was I thought that was a good adjustment that you know Kidd or Sweeney or whoever decided to make it made. Especially without Reggie out there. I'm I mean, sure he, he's another defender. The stat we haven't even mentioned yet. That's Josh arguably, Green hit two threes? Uh no, that but is he, very impressive. He did though. The, the arguably the most impressive stat of the whole night. That it was 103 to 102. They didn't know what the score was at the in the fourth quarter at one point. It that incorrect. <laughs> the fact that the Mavs went 19 of 19 from the free throw line, like mm. 19 of 19 as a team, they deserve to go to Dairy Queen and get ice cream like in the back of a pickup is, truck. Is at, that what you did this. after basketball games? 100. percent If we we Wait. got that dub, we're hopping in the back of the truck. Some dad is driving the truck and we're going to get ice cream a Sunday at Dairy Queen. After my AAU games, if we won the game, we went, well, we, either way, we went to this oh, place. Flexing, flexing with the AAU games here. I was the worst player on the Traveling? Team by, by a like, lot. Is this uh, basketball AAU or basketball, is this like yeah. chess or? <laughs> After games, if we won the game or we, either way, we went to this place called Rallies. It's like just this fast food like place. Oh, I know, I know what rallies is. If like, we won they the have, game, like, Cajun fries. If we won the game, I got a strawberry lemonade. If we didn't win the game, I got a regular lemonade. And I don't know why that was. <laughs> I just made that choice for myself, <laughs> and so that was the difference to me between a win or a loss. <laughs> you like got that dub strawberry lemonade coming up. I don't have to get that regular lemonade. <laughs> that regular lemonade so, tasted so bad to me. Too. You splurged an O there for that dub. <laughs> that was in like middle school. <laughs> All right, it's time to okay. end this pod. <laughs> There you go. Josh Green hitting two threes. His his play can he continues. I mean, he's a rotation player now. Like that's awesome. He's moved yeah. up ahead of Sterling Brown. I oh. I saw many tweets from many from many about Sterling Brown. It was a rough go for Sterling Brown, but he's he's risen above Sterling, Frank Nilakina. I mean, even Davis. Like he's he's risen above all these guys, and he's become the guy that has a spot in this rotation, even when Reggie's back. And I think he's gonna play in the playoff rotation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much he plays in a play. I I just want to see what kid does. He will be with there. Player. Yeah. Um. He. Let's just say this: in a playoff series, there's no reason Sterling should play over Josh Green. There. And I don't think he will. No, I, I don't think he will either. I. We just don't know how tight of a rotation kid's gonna run in playoffs. Like if he runs an eight man rotation and it's pretty tight, then you know we're looking at Reggie Maxi coming off the bench. I mean, I guess Josh Green after that is your eighth guy, but. There Shout out to Dragic for his little second quarter run for all for for you yeah. if you're listening and you said why are they still talking about Goran Dragic? It's like there it is. <laughs> Love Dragic, um, but I said this not too long ago and got some tweets about it. But um, Dinwiddie's just better than Dragic right now. Yeah, and there you go. So there you go. All right, I would have loved to have Dragic on this team. I really would like. Him in the Trey Burke spot would have been amazing, but I'm happy he's in Brooklyn. And I mean, they, um, they'll probably make a playoff run. I don't know if they make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs, making it your first listen. Now make your second listen, our Theo Pinson interview, if you haven't listened to that. But also listen to Lockdown NBA. Me and Andy Kamenetsky have it on deck tonight. All 12 games. We'll break them all down. Uh, Lockdown NBA every Monday through Friday in 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Boom! Dinwinnie.